Hello from the Great Plains State in North Dakota. This is Lauren of Lauren Midwest on Instagram. I'm excited today for two reasons. First of all, I'm just really excited to have this podcast platform where I can be a little bit more in-depth or thorough about some of the ideas that I have. I'm really grateful that you're joining me here on this first ever episode of the Midwest Hot Dish. Thank you for being here. Two, it's because I got a chance to sit down with the kindest, most reflective, honest gentleman. And if you follow me on Instagram, you're familiar with this name, Chuck Straub. He is originally from Hazen, North Dakota. He went to NDSU and back in 1969, he was the brains behind Zip to Zap. He discusses Zip to Zap in this episode with me. We talk about what led to that idea, why Zap was chosen, what they were drinking, what they were doing, and how his life has been since then. So please listen and enjoy Mr. Chuck Straup talking about Zip to Zap. Can you hear me? I sure can. All right. Go all to, right. So go to work. First of all, I really, really appreciate you taking some time for me to chat with you. Of course. Because you said you're on the West Coast, so tell me a little bit about where you're at right now. I am in the city of the town of Lake Oswego, which is a suburb of Portland, Oregon. Cool. What brought you there? Well, I graduated from NDSU, and then I went and uh, continued in a master's degree at NDSU, and I ended up uh, taking the two-year ROTC program at NDSU that um, uh, enabled me to, to go on active duty in the United States Army as an officer. And when the training was over, I was assigned to go to Fort Richardson, Alaska, uh, to serve for a two-year term at Fort Richardson in the Adjutant General Corps. I learned that the military would pay pay for a trip to take my car, so I drove from Fargo to Seattle, and I got on a ferry boat, which carries cars, car ferry boat, up to Haines, Haines Junction is where I got off. On the second day of my of this three-day journey, I was up at the concession stand in this tiny little concession stand, and I bought a Coke and a, a Coke and a hot dog. And as I turned around, and there was only three tables there, and there was only one person there, was the most gorgeous 19-year-old hippie that I ever saw in my life. <laughs> she was from she was from Eugene, Oregon, and she was going up to Sitka to deliver a boss car, Ford hot car, like a Mustang, to up to Sidka. And while we were meeting with a, maybe two, a day and a half, uh, I got off at Sidka or at Haines and drove up to Anchorage, and she went on, and she then she wrote me a letter, and she said, can I come and see you? Well, <laughs> that, was, that was no doubt. You can come to see me. <laughs> and uh, so we, so she came up to Alaska, and and then uh, she, we we stayed in the barracks with the officers' barracks, which is a big no-no. And uh, the next day we went out and rented an apartment just to stay out of trouble with the army. That was in October or thereabouts, and in January we got married, and. And uh, a year later, we had a son uh, who 
my, both my kids have been forced, and I'm teasing, to go <laughs> to colleges in the West Coast. So I'm now oh, living, we have a house here on the West Coast. My wife's family lives here, and my youngest son lives here. And so uh, that's how I got into the West Coast and why I'm here. Oh, wow. I love that story. <laughs> um, so now that you mentioned NDSU here, let's rewind to that that spring of 1969. So I know yeah. that you're, you were a student at NDSU. Tell me about yeah. what was going through your head. What gave you the idea to do Zip to Zap? Well, you, you've already got some of the story, but I was a student body president at the time. Um, I was sitting up in the office of the student body president's office, and it was in the evening, and I and I was thinking, shit, it's we got still a couple goddamn bad months yet up here in North Dakota, and and that my sister Kathy, who's about four and a half years older than I am, she went to to Fort Lauderdale, where in the at that time the movie Where the Boys Are was going on, and so Kathy. Uh, got consent from her parents and she has scolded me saying that she paid for her own trip. So anyway, I was thinking, well, what, you know, what am I going to do? And then I thought in a more broader scope, thought, well, what are the others such and such as doing in North Dakota that don't go to Florida? And, and so I, I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe there is something we could do yet here in North Dakota. And so I walked down to the Spectrum office, which is the student student newspaper, and there was a woman sitting there. It was eight o'clock at night or so, and she. I said to her, "Hey, hey, what do you think of this? You know, should why not the kids in North Dakota, college kids in North Dakota, have a, something to do? Why can't we have our party? What the hell? They can have <laughs> it on the beach. We can have it some other place." And she said to me, "You know, that's an interesting idea, but where would you have it?" And I said, well, when I was living in Hazen, I'll tell you, if you wanted to have a great time, Saturday at Zap, they have a live <laughs> band and, a, and they have a, a gym or a, 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 a facility hall. there, City Hall, and you could go there and dance your ass, ass off with a bunch of young-looking women who enjoy <laughs> drinking and dancing. And okay. so, I was on the stage just the last... And that's another story about what <laughs> what it's like living in Hazen and still having the zip to zap tattooed on your chest. But anyway, oh, sure. But in anyway, so I, I said that, and she said, "Well, what what would you call it?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. I, why, why don't you call it zip to zap?" And I thought, "Oh, sure, that's going to work." <laughs> and so I started putting ads in the spectrum. These are really small classified ads and my mother collected all of those so she's got a wonderful scrapbook of the genesis of the zip to zip from that then the kevin carvel then got involved he was the editor he wasn't the editor right away at the beginning of the spectrum at the beginning but later on he became the editor because the editor i think quit i'm not sure why Don Holmuth is his name. Is he? It was the editor, and then then the, then the other guy became the editor. But anyway, they they started to give it front page stuff, and 
and the newspaper and the the story got into the uh, into the news in Minneapolis, and then it went <laughs> viral. And now things the the order was set. Carvel's Carvel went to the campuses and others in the North Dakota and promoted the zip to zap. And um, so Carvel and I share actually. The genesis of the idea is what I claim. The fact that it went viral is in the hands of the spectrum and what happened after after mm-hmm. we got after it went viral. So that's the short end of the story. At what point did you realize, okay, this is really gonna be something? Oh well I it was like when the when the Norman Fuchs from Zap who mm-hmm. was the mayor, got his picture and the story in Time Magazine. Whoa. Before it happened. Oh or maybe goodness. it was after, but but it was in Time Magazine and I'm thinking, whoa <laughs> and <laughs> and, a, and of course and of course the you know there were there was no organization in Zap to have it. It was it just kind of fell together. It's I've said many times that today uh, if it would be done over, the 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 organization would be much different, and it would be better managed, and so on and so forth. Because North Dakota hadn't had a festival of that size that was not sponsored by anybody in particular. So I remember the day of the zip to zapper. We were going, me and my girlfriend, and my best friend and his girlfriend. We're leaving Fargo, heading to Zap, and we were on Main Street that goes east and west. Yeah. We were driving. We were we were driving west. We were driving west, and um, uh, there was a car coming at us the other way. And the guy rolled down the window, and he had a California plate, and he yelled out, "Where is Zap?" <laughs> I'm saying, you're you're 270 miles past Zap. Oh no! And I'm thinking, my God, it is true that our people coming to the zip to zap that are way beyond my imagination. So this whole, you know, just random idea you had, you're realizing, oh my goodness, all these people are flooding to this tiny town. Yep. And then once you get there, what was kind of the vibe? What was the energy of this place? Well, having been a local, and of course, in, you're from Beulah, you understand the geography. Yeah. I I knew as I, we went we went there on uh, I think probably Friday or, or Friday Friday we arrived Friday sometime because really the zip to Zap was on Saturday, and so we parked out on the east side of Zap in a pasture that I knew how to get to, and there wasn't many people there. And we walked into town, and uh, we were playing, playing quite sober, trying to, trying to enable this thing to say, "Well, it didn't. It doesn't really start until tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Well, forbid uh, the the story that you see is a uh, the thousands of kids in the bonfire on Main Street, and and everybody having a great time, and those California. And others that were unprepared for the cold that it was was uh, obviously were shivering to death, and they were standing around the bonfire. <laughs> so when you got there and are starting to do this initial organization as much as you could, 
did you see, what were you seeing around? Were people pretty well behaved and, and, you know, did it start out pretty mild? Well, for a neophyte like me, uh, going into a crowded bar where everybody was screaming, yelling and drunk and everybody on the streets were, what do we do? And meeting other people and hanging with our friends and, and so on and so forth. Uh, there are some pictures of the one bar in Zap where you had to actually jump up and crawl on people's heads to get to the bar. That oh fact. It, it was it was it was really that dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but to me, to me, it was it's going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be tonight. Let's go home and go back to our tent and and sleep in until tomorrow. And so, um, I I would think as a not not a worldly person whatsoever. This was, it, it was it looks like we're going to have a great time, but we got to wait till tomorrow. Mhm. Mhm. So the the events that happened that were reported on and kind of what they know as if does that did that occur Friday or was that Saturday? There were no events. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. The the uh, the incidences that were reported on. Yeah, I mean, the, the there was abs- See, that goes back to unorganized there was no there was no state association there wasn't a college association there wasn't any any there'll be volleyball on at 10 o'clock over at the park there was none of that uh, there there might have been bands that were supposed to play there that could see the opportunity to have make some money Uh, but because of the abrupt ending of it uh, in the morning on saturday there was no uh, no, nothing carried out that would be um, organized. Right. So all the stuff that could have been couldn't be anymore. Um, what were you drinking? Well, I'm most likely beer and smoking marijuana. Why not? <laughs> I applaud your honesty. <laughs> and do you think that looking back on it, even with all that occurred, even as it got you know out of hand and and everything, do you look back on it with positive memories or did it feel more chaotic and maybe like oh boy kind of like a or is it a mixture well that that story continues so we're in our tent in uh out on the prairie and somebody else found an exit to get out of zap how we where we were there was a, a gap in the fence on the east side of zap and a car came through there in the morning and i was i think um I think I stepped out of the tent to go to the bathroom and a car came by and they, and, and the window was rolled down and they said, they're kicking us out. See, we weren't part of the crowd in town. We were on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I thought, crap, what? They're kicking us out. He didn't say who, what, where, when they were kicking us out. So I turned on KFYR. I listened to KFYR, and the announcer said on the radio, the National Guard is hurting the zip-to-zap students down the main street in Hazen, and they're breaking the windows and in the bank. Hold your horses. That's my father's business. <gasps> and so I went right back to the tent, and I said, you guys have got to go. <laughs> we got to wow. go. So we snuck out the back way because as we listened on the radio, the National Guard and the Highway Patrol and the Sheriff's Department actually had closed off Highway 200. Later on, and in the last two or three or four years, I got a hold of the 
the uh, records of the sheriff's department, and I didn't realize that the sheriff's department had ju- had put every every sheriff's office in the state on alert. And so, and, but anyway, so we took the gravel road back days and drove up to my house, got out of the car, walked into the house, and here's mom and dad sitting on the couch and with my three friends, him saying, what? I, don't, I can't remember other than the windows of the bank had not been broken. There had been eggs spattered on the on the on the windows, and the KFYR announcer was sitting in the telephone booth right across from the bank. And so, some of the stories some of the stories were not 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 true. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there's probably I think everybody that went to the Zip to Zap or hoped to go into Zip to Zap have their own stories to tell, of which I've heard probably a hundred of them. I'm sure you have. Like you had said, you know, when when your name is associated with something like that, I'm sure you get questions or these, you know, people wondering this or that. Do you ever get sick of talking about it? No, it's so damn funny. <laughs> no, I don't get tired. I don't get tired about it. Actually, it it. Um, I mean, that, for example, I you know as a professional uh, profession in banking, um, going to banking bankers meetings in North Dakota, and there'd be a five six people standing in a circle all shooting shooting the shit, and somebody would say, you know what Strop is uh, is noted for, and somebody would say, yeah, the zip to zap, and and all of a sudden, these are people my age, well, you're and then they all want to tell them tell me their story. Oh, I love that. See, I was in Beulah growing up, and I remember hearing about Zip to Zap because I dated a boy from Zap. So it was always kind of, when I would say he's from Zap, they'd remember Zip to Zap, and, oh, you've ever heard of Zip to Zap? And I knew a basic knowledge, just kind of a surface level. It was a party that got pretty crazy. But now learning more about it, it is truly fascinating. And I'm glad you don't get tired of talking about it because people definitely are fascinated. Oh, Yeah. And going on to, you know, one of the bigger pictures is, you know, that the protests against the war Mm -hmm. uh, occurred on the East Coast and on the West Coast. But there was not one protest against Vietnam where the police got involved from North Dakota to Texas. We had a good time, and I've been asked, "Is that what were you doing? Was there a protest?" I said, "Hell no! It wasn't a protest. It was a crazy idea to have fun." (laughs) Here's the kid trying to have a good time on a budget. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you ever um, think about, you know, as as time has changed, lots of different, you know, generations are very different. Do you ever feel like now this? wiser, older guy that could impart some wisdom onto young people? And do you have any advice for young people? Absolutely. (laughs) I was the genesis of the creation of the North Dakota Association of Student Governments, college student governments. And they've asked me back on one of their meetings to go speak at UND. Mm -hmm. I was their whatever featured speaker starting the state association whatever, 60 years ago, and they're still doing it today. But, the, but in that is that in this, in, at this age, at 20, 21, 22, 23, or 18, 19, 20, and them as leaders, 
of their of their universities still is the freedom of expressing ourselves and pushing ourselves into public activities meaning public activities on the campus and and in inserting their leadership in yeah, beneficial to the university but you will never have learned i shouldn't say never but rarely do you have a time in your life where you have the freedom to think outside of the box and influence influence things and that that certainly was a case when i was at ndsu and remembering now this was a years of the hippies this was a year of the, of the protest this was of the years of of really exercising and flexing our our interests and i i suppose i still have that today and i encourage leaders today in our student governments just to be don't be so passive be creative and and push it push it if that means pushing an administration or whatever you can do um let's be innovative i love that i know as somebody that's i'm 34 um i think what i took from reading about this story when i when i take on the perspective of you and what to learn from you mm -hmm. i feel like it's have an idea run with it see what you can do and look how big of an impact it can have yeah and i think that's pretty cool i think that you're leaving a north dakota legacy whether that was at all your intention which it sounds like it was not <laughs> but of being a creative thinker and just going for it what's you know what's the harm of trying and if yes. you try it could end up as something really historic absolutely you get out of get out of zap you are then at your parents what does life look like right after that was there any kind of things that you didn't expect that you would still have to deal with or questions that people had or anyone you needed to talk to authorities wise oh yes well you knew that i went on i got out of the service went back to the union state bank and was the president of the union state bank for many years but i was also also was asked every time in in um Governor Schaefer appointed me as the Director of Economic Development and Finance for the state of North Dakota. I, I served on state, I stayed, I was appointed by Governor Olson to the North Dakota Council on the Arts. I was um, on the State Board of Higher Education as a chairman for two years. Uh, of, of a four-year term, I was president of the State Board of Higher Education. That was kind of an interesting place where mm -hmm. at the from my 69 story to now being head of the president of the state board of higher education and that and that since there since they knew people knew me as zip to zap person i got a chance to talk to a lot of communities i remember going organizations i remember going to a meeting of the Qantas in in bismarck and I was being introduced as the director of economic development and finance, or he can tell you the story of the zip to zap. What story would you guys like to hear him talk about? <laughs> I can take a guess. <laughs> yeah, and, and and so after I was, there was questions, and the the head of the national um, national guard retired was in the audience, and he 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 was having fun uh, talking about when he was at the in in that position during the zip to zap of what he did and the audience was laughing at his at his remarks but when the when it was over a big drink of water six four came up to me 
and he looked down at me and he said, I was on I was <clears throat> on the highway patrol at that time, and he said seriously to me, he said, and the students of North Dakota haven't been the same since. Wow. <laughs> right. I thought, oh, well, good. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I thought probably, oh, <laughs> big guy like that. And, and I was, was by that time, I was about 50, 50 years old or whatever it was. He told me that. But anyway, um, there are there are just so many stories. And of course, it's been hit. And probably you've seen, I think you go the travel travel channel. There's somebody enacted the, the zip to zap. Um, you can go Google zip to zap. You can find all kinds of information in other places. Uh, mm -hmm. If you if you if you look for it, you're a fascinating person. Do you ever feel like I don't know? I don't. Celebrity is a big word, but have you felt in your life sometimes like, oh wow, I'm this person of notoriety in North Dakota? I don't. I want to say I'm humble. I mean, <laughs> I feel lucky. I feel I feel that North Dakota has given me these opportunities. Uh, today, I'm a hospice volunteer. Uh, I've been working with uh, the Supreme Court has appointed me to a task force on talking about laws of guardianships. Uh, I'm a strong feeling believer in dollars for scholars and was a president of that state association for a number of years. You got to be, you know, be grateful, be grateful for what what you get. And I'm grateful that I, working at the Union State Bank, I had the freedom to serve not only the community, but in a in a bigger way. And so, you know, humility is a, perhaps a better and finer way of characterizing, characterizing me, but I have a hell of a story to tell. You sure do. You've lived quite the life. <laughs> <laughs> What's ahead for you, Chuck? What's your life looking like these next few well, years? Well, I'm in, I'm in my fourth quarter of life meaning I'm 75, the sheet of paper for my direction is blank and that I'm, I'm trying to learn how to play piano and I'm, and I'm working toward uh, be getting more closer to my spirituality. Now, do you get back to North Dakota sometimes? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, my home is in, I have a home in Hazen and I spend most of my time in Hazen. Drive up to Minot. You get on the train for a uh, dollar, hundred and fifty bucks, and they drop me off at at um, north north of Seattle, and I walk across the street and get on the ferry boat and get picked up in Kingston with my friend, and he lives in Port Townsend, and he and I share ownership in the sailboat in Port Townsend, go sailing, and then I get I have a car in Port Townsend, I drive down here and spend time with my family, and well, I hope that. You and your beautiful former hippie or current hippie wife have a lot of lovely, wonderful years together. And I appreciate it. I feel like I've met a new friend This sort of stumbled into accidentally doing this Midwest stuff. Kind of, it's you know, some comedy, some history. But I found this target audience of upper Midwest folks that seem to have a lot of you know, similar life and, and habits and maybe tendencies. And it's becoming more and more my day-to-day -day job, which has been really fun. Yeah. Well, I am. I I I, I 
somebody sent me the video that you did. I was very impressed with the enthusiasm and your professionalism. Thank so, you. Thank you. From, it's been a blast. Yeah, and from so from things I've done that are odd, I, I owned a hot air balloon and I think I own the own the only record of crossing Lake Sakakawi in a hot air balloon. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so what else are you gonna do in Hazen? Huh? <laughs> You're kind of a contradiction. Yes, yeah. Kind of getting a flavor of what kind of person I am. I feel like you're my goal, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're what I want to end up like. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you got your kids, and and they are. You got to cherish and love them now. Mm-hmm. Always, always. Yeah, more and more time with them. That's that's yep. what I'm doing every year. Is trying to just make more and more time because it's going real mm. fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chuck, this has been such a privilege. These uh, these friends of mine that I have on Instagram were so fascinated. I didn't know people were still so fascinated with Zip to Zap, but whether they were learning about it for the first time or they had heard about it like I had but didn't know a lot, they sent in their questions and now I got to ask them and I just feel really privileged to get to talk to you. And thank you for giving me that time. All right. Well, thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much, Chuck. I so appreciate you. All right, we'll catch you. Bye. All right, bye.